Hello guys, Danny here, your host and producer for Screwed Up Moments. I hope you guys are enjoying your holiday period, you know, spending time with your loved ones, your family, your friends, or even going on vacation. As we mentioned in our season finale, we do have some extra material to tide you guys over until new content for the podcast comes up, and we are going to present it in the form of a bonus series called Screwed Up Moments Plus. So in the first episode, we have a short and formal interview with one of our assistant producers, Clarissa, who was helping out at Happiness Initiative when we were recording this series and who helped out tremendously with the scheduling and communication between the guests. So yeah, without further ado, here is that interview. All right, hello, and uh, welcome to the first edition, I guess, of Screwed Up Moments Plus. <laughs> uh, thank you for tuning in. So what we're gonna do, what we're gonna be doing on uh, this series is that this is like extra material. We're gonna be talking more and learning more about the people uh, who are behind this project and what it means to them, I guess. So in today's episode of Screwed Up Moments Plus, we'll be talking to Clarissa, who is helping out at the Happiness Initiative. Clarissa, say hi. Hi. <laughs> yeah, so could you just uh, introduce yourself, I guess, and maybe explain a little bit of what you do at Happiness Initiative? Okay, so my name is Clarissa, and I'm currently doing marketing with Happiness Initiative. So some of the things I do are um, social media posts or whatever help that Simon and Sherman needs for, let's say, their conference, their workshops, their events. I'm basically a helper, a happy helper of sorts. Um, I'm currently still studying, so this is kind of like my summer gig, but hopefully I'll be back after to help them some more. Right, right. And and how did you, uh, so so you said this is you're still studying, where are you currently studying? I'm currently studying in Durham University in the mm-hmm. UK. Okay. And your your major? Psychology. Right. Yeah, so <laughs> makes sense. Right, makes sense, right. Yeah, so... Um, how did you first uh, come across Happiness Initiative? Because you're like you're studying in the UK, it seems a bit far from home, Singapore. Yeah, um, it's actually pretty funny because I at this time I think it was around February this year. I was looking for an internship, and I mean they're the typical corporate internships that I was going to apply for, but it just didn't sit very well with me. So I put it off for a long time. And then my mom sent me a newspaper article about (laughs) Simon and Sherman's Happiness Film Festival screening. Mm. And she was like, hey, maybe you can email them. Like, I'm sure they'd reply reply you. But in my head, I was thinking, yeah, right. Why would they (laughs) reply me? So I tried anyway, because I always wanted to do something in the realm of positive psychology. And it's very unusual for a company in Singapore to be promoting happiness. So I emailed them and Sherman responded and that's how I got here. (laughs) (laughs) So um, funny thing, right, is that uh, how I got involved with Happiness Initiative as well was that I attended a film festival. I I thought it was great. I found out it was just two guys who set up the whole festival, which which, which blew my mind. Then I was like, Okay, I need to speak to these guys. I just randomly shot them an email. They send, they replied back. I mm-hmm. had the same impression as, as you, yeah. <laughs> with regards to like them not not um, um replying because it's like some random guy emailing you, and at that point they weren't even familiar with like what podcasts were as well. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, same for me. It was like this random 
uni student from the UK emailing them like why would they entertain me yeah but, so, yeah. so they, they don't even before then they didn't even have like a position open or anything right you just said you wanted to help out and yeah so it was really nice because when I emailed them Sherman actually said like oh it's funny how the world works because we were just looking for a marketing person ah, so right. I think it was just very good coincidence and maybe a bit of luck <laughs> that I met them and um, I came back during the Easter break and I met them for a short while for like an informal chat and then we just brought it from there and then when I came back during the summer I started working with them right so um, you know you said you came back for like a formal chat right what were your first impressions of Simon and Sherman so, so this being the during the interview of sorts <laughs> I thought they were really nice. Like, I was super nervous because I thought it was like any other interview where they'll ask me <laughs> for my CV and all kinds of things. And then I was actually late because I was stuck in a traffic jam. There was an accident on the road. So I was like, oh no, what kind of first impression am I setting? But we sat down and then we just talked. And it was really nice because they asked me about my interests. They also asked me what I do. Um, Simon also talked to me about some of the positive psych research and I think Sherman, it was very nice that Sherman made it very clear from the start that this was an informal chat and mm. I didn't even need to worry. Mm. And they also invited me to attend a meeting, like a first meeting that they were having for the happiness conference, right. which I thought was really nice also because then it's like they trusted me enough to come in and see how the work would be like if I were to join them. Yeah. So, I think they took a position of like neutrality. So like they didn't see me as like someone they were going to hire. They were like, okay, come and see how you can be part of our team. So right, right. yeah, that was nice. Yeah. So that's actually incredible because like, I don't think a lot of employees here would have a good first impression after coming late to an interview. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be fair, I wasn't that late. But it was nice that they were understanding. Right, right. So, um... <laughs> Funny enough, right? Today is supposed to be... <laughs> we're supposed to have the first recording of Screwed Up Moments. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, something screwed up. Yep. So, uh, uh, this is my screwed up moment. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Clarissa, would you like to explain what happened? And do you think that they will have a bad impression of you after this? <laughs> uh, well, okay. <laughs> Basically, what happened was someone was scheduled for a podcast today at 1. And we were waiting for quite a while. So I decided to try to get his number and call him. Mm -hmm. And when I called him, I realized that he told me that the calendar had showed that the event was cancelled. But on my calendar, it didn't show it as that. And he wasn't free anymore. So I was like, oh no, I'm wasting everybody's time. Like, Danny booked this room. Um, Simon Nishaman sent me here to like look through everything. And uh, the impression I think they'll have... You know, honestly, I feel really bad. But I don't think they'll have a bad impression of me. Because I think they know that I... So for one, do feel bad. And secondly, that like... Um, I should take this as a learning opportunity. So I think what makes them very different as bosses is that when you make a mistake, they are always keen to point out why, like what went wrong and like how mm. we can learn from it. And I think that, oh, I hope that the impression of me doesn't change after this. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't think it will. Yeah, I, th I, I kind of get the feeling that Simon's going to be a bit more naggy after today. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, but but I mean, I completely agree. I think they are two of like just the nicest guys I have ever met. I yeah. mean, like um, 
just today, right? So so today is the first day of, of recordings for the Screwed Up Moment. And Simon sent this super long text in the in in the group chat just to say like how you know um he, they're they're really happy that we're, that we're doing this project and i was just like floored <laughs> yeah <laughs> completely took me off guard yeah but but i mean yeah just those two guys uh I, I I don't know how <laughs> two people can be so nice. <laughs> yeah, they they really are. And I mean, I remember from the interview that like they made it very clear that oh, it doesn't mean that we are called happiness initiative means like you know we're always going to be happy and nice. <laughs> but so far from what I see, like I think maybe happy is not the word, but very nurturing and caring would yeah. be the word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As yeah. in um. They always tend to look on like the brighter side or the positive side of things. They don't yeah. tend to dwell on like the negatives and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. They try to foster a more what was the opposite of toxic, <laughs> uh, anti-toxic <laughs> um, <laughs> environment. Growth mindset. Growth, environment. Growth mindset. Yeah, <laughs> I've been to enough workshops to know that <laughs> growth versus fixed mindset. <laughs> <laughs> right, and and yeah. and yeah. So so that plays into the next uh, question I was going to ask, which is that um, you know, you mentioned that when when you first found out about Happiness Initiative, that the idea of like positive psychology picked you or you were interested in this field, right? So psychology covers very, very, very many tenants. I know that for a fact that, you know, even in economics, right, uh, you had, there's a field called behavioral economics, which is like super fascinating. But what drew you to positive psychology? Um, I think just the fact that whatever I learned in school is always very, um, not preventive, but like curing. So in school, we learn a lot about like abnormal psychology or like how the brain works or like for me, I want to be a clinical psychologist. So that's a very like after everything happens, then how do you help the person, right? Right. But what drew me to positive psychology was that there was actually a realm in which we could prevent these things from happening. So um, I just wanted to know what encompassed preventive measures before the whole incident happens basically and like what kind of activities can be done or like outreaches can be done to do, like do this. Because mm. all I hear is the after, I don't hear the before. Mm. Um, so that's what drew me to positive psychology, I suppose. Mm. And then um, were you like volunteering or were you familiar with other organizations like Happiness Initiative back in the UK or in Singapore before you came back? Um, so in Singapore... Before I went to the UK, actually, I was in SMU for a semester. Mm -hmm. So I volunteered with a family service centre mm -hmm. where I mentored children from underserved families. So that in itself was not positive psychology, but I think it showed me how to put into practice things like positive education to help them. Uh, some things I do in the UK are like, I'm part of the welfare team for my college. Mm -hmm. I'm also um, volunteering with this organization, the UK called Student Minds. So they do outreach programs for mental health awareness for all the UK universities. So I'm one of the volunteers there. Mm. And uh, yeah, these are some of the things that I do other than happiness initiative, which are not very preventive measures. They're always like, I mean, mental health outreach, it could be, um, preventive but I think it's more of like a after the thing has happened and like telling people what it is and stuff right right and so you know um, 
how would you say your experience compares with the organizations you were involved with before and then the work you're doing with Happiness Initiative? How would you compare those experiences? I think the work that I'm doing before is a very volunteer basis. Mm -hmm. So it's more of like on the ground outreach and like um, tending to people one-on-one. But then at Happiness Initiative, I mean, they do do that. But like a lot of other things we do also is like talk to other organizations or talk to corporates, which I think is very interesting because it's not something that I would do if I were not part of Happiness Initiative. Like when I'm with my other organizations, it's just like me working on the ground, but I never actually get to speak to someone from a higher up Mm. institution or, you know, organization. So I think that's the main difference. Right, right. So it's like you get to see who are the ones actually pulling the livers, who are the ones actually making the decisions. Yeah. And you get to see a bigger picture of like how everything works and happens. Yeah, yeah, basically. See how it all comes into like a full circle. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And so... um, I was just thinking, right, you know, you've been involved in a lot of different organizations that seek to help people in the realm of psychology with mental mental health, uh, mental illnesses. This stems from like an area of helping, wanting to help people. Am I right? Yeah. So is there like a, I mean, you don't, you don't have to go into any explicit detail, but is there is there like a particular reason for this or was this just like something that, I don't know, your parents taught you or something? <laughs> um, well... For psychology in itself, I don't know what it was, but in secondary school, I suddenly decided that like this was what I wanted to study. Mm. Um, my mom studied it, so I think that's where I heard it from. And then I did more research and I was like, wow, this is something I really want to go into. Mm. But as I got older, I got more interested in it because I saw close friends and family members going through certain um, mental health disorders. Mm. And I think it intrigued me a lot just because I realized that this was something that was beyond like just thinking positively or like praying because I'm Christian. So like it was just, mm. it's beyond that. So I really wanted to explore all the different reasons as to why someone would go through this and like what we can do to help them. Because I've always thought that having a mental illness is really just like having a physical illness. If you have the flu, you go to the doctor and you get medicine, you get better. But then why is it so difficult when you have a mental illness to do the same thing? So that's what got me very interested. And I want to be a clinical psychologist because I believe that beyond medicine, there's other ways in which we can help someone with mental illness. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and... um you know, when you're talking about the family members or your friends who go through all these rough periods of time, right? I think, you know, almost anyone can relate to this. Uh, certainly, life is not always easy. You always see people going through a lot of diff- difficult moments and hardships. Yeah. And then um, through the screwed up moments, the actual life sessions, right? The, the people sharing their stories there, some of them are just, wow. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. How, how, how many of them have you been to uh, so far? Um, only been to one, oh, you've been to one, The right, most right. recent one, yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, so um, the most recent one featured Zai, Danny, and Dominic. Yeah. Right? And uh, I, I don't know about you, but every time I listen, I, every, I've been to two Screw Up Moment sessions, right? Every time I, I listen to one of their stories, I feel like I've just been punched in the gut. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I understand that. Yeah, yeah it's it's... It's like you empathize so much to the point where you almost physically hurt yourself. 
Yeah. It, 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 you, you, like, you feel a bit sick to your stomach that like people actually go through this kind of pain and hardship. Yeah. I think yeah. the good thing about screwed up moments is that the person who is going through the hardships is actually physically there. Mm. So I think when the person is right in front of you, it's easier for you to feel for them as well. Like a lot of times it's through a documentary, it's through an article or like through a newspaper art yeah. clipping, right? So yeah. you, you, feel, you feel for them, but you don't feel as emotional as you would as if you saw the person in front of you. Yeah. So I think that's a good, like really good thing about screwed up moments is that it really brings the people back like face to face. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think that's a, that's a really good point as well because, um, you know, a lot of these, a lot of the people who, who speak at screwed up moments, right, they've been featured in like newspaper articles. Maybe they've had like stories written about them or their, their journeys or whatever. Yeah. And... I don't know, I guess if you were just like a Sunday Times reader going through the life section, it would be something that maybe you just like glance over, you wouldn't really think twice about, right? But in person, you hear their stories and then you hear of like, and then you see some of the pictures that they present and then you hear them go through all these painful moments again. It's just like, yeah, wow. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it, it can be quite difficult, but it also kind of has its silver lining in the fact that you can see how the human spirit works. Yeah. I guess. So like through all that hardship and turmoil, like you see them come out and being able to speak about it. So it's quite amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That is um, sort of what, what I call the re- redemptive quality of screwed up moments. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> on its face, it seems like it's just a session where people just basically, it, it seems like it'll be super depressing, basically. Yeah. It's like, because people just talk about their, the worst things that's happened to them and then as an audience member, you just feel like, <laughs> feel <laughs> super, super shitty after that. But then, yeah. you know, for most of these stories, they always have like a redemptive quality to it. Yeah. Which I find so incredible because it like, and, and, and the reason why I find it so brilliant because it ties into the message of happiness initiative of like, you know, there's something you can do about uh, even the darkest moments in your lives. And yeah. all these people, they show that they can do something about it even after they've gone through all these crazy moments. Yeah. 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 And for them to like speak about it too, you know, it's one thing to just come oh, out yeah. of it and then, you know, go about their daily life, but to tell people about it, that's, yeah. yeah, that's another thing. Yeah, yeah. That's why I am, um, you know, so grateful and at the same time so inspired by by some of the stories or, or maybe all of the stories that that people share it's it's incredible <laughs> yeah yeah i totally agree <laughs> yeah and i guess which is why you know i also wanted to do this podcast as well is to capture some of that experience of the of the live sessions in audio make it more accessible make it more available to many people and, you know, have their stories impact more people. Yeah. 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 You know, actually, it was because of you and, like, your podcast that I started listening to podcasts. (laughs) I started going onto iTunes and Spotify and look for podcasts. It's a whole new world, right? It is a whole new world, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's great. (laughs) Yeah, so if you... Uh, it's a bit weird to to recommend podcasts to people already listening to this on our <laughs> podcast, but but yeah, there are a lot more shows out there, and uh, you can broaden your horizon. You can discover a lot more possibilities out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So, Clarissa, thanks for taking the time to speak <laughs> <laughs> on this. Yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> is, there, uh, is there anything else you would like to to add? Um, I think 
I just want to say that you are capable of a lot more than you think you are. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I speak as if I have so much experience, but I think this, this is my favorite quote. So, wow. yeah. Your, your Tumblr post. Right? Yeah. Hashtag. <laughs> All right. Thank you for, for joining us. Thank you. <laughs> All right, so that was the behind the scenes interview with Clarissa. I hope you enjoyed this little bit of extra material. We will be posting more as we head into the new year and onward until the second season. So, yeah, thanks again for supporting the podcast. Do follow the show on Spotify, tell your friends and family about it, and happy holidays! <laughs> <laughs>